Hello and welcome to another edition of Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith. I'm a licensed physical therapist that's been practicing out of Naples, Florida for the last 10 years, focusing on both neurologic and orthopedic-based problems people have that see me. Today's topic is one that affects a lot of people and is a very common issue that I kind of wanted to think about a little differently, and that's my tight upper traps and neck pain. So a lot of people out there that either have neck pain or have tightness in other upper traps tend to deal with neck pain as well as just tightness of this muscle. And over the years, I have heard so many of my patients with neck issues complain about issues with their upper traps being tight. And it's something that a lot of people kind of feel. And I think it's a common thing people feel because it's a muscle we tend to guard when we're stressed. This usually affects women more than men. However, it can affect both genders in terms of the amount of tension you feel in your neck and shoulders due to stress. And over time, having a lot of tension in these muscles gives you the perception that they're very injured, tight, or hurting. Now, with the upper trap, it is one muscle of many that help the neck and the shoulder blade region. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about this muscle in general, what it's supposed to do normally for us, and what we don't do with it that we should that would probably alleviate a lot of these uh, neck and shoulder issues we deal with. So first of all, when we look at our upper trap, the muscle that sits on top of our shoulder that runs up to our neck in and attaches near the base of our skull, this muscle is called the trapezius muscle. The upper trap is just a term given to the upper portion of the muscle itself. So the trapezius has three portions to it. It's got the upper portion the one we just described. It has a middle portion that runs from the shoulder blade to the middle of the back, and it has a lower portion that runs from the middle of the back down or from the shoulder blade down to the lower portion of our back. And this large flat muscle is intended primarily to do a lot of shoulder blade stabilization for us. Um, many people with shoulder pain never think about their shoulder blade, and they don't think about the importance of stability to the blade itself for proper shoulder movement. So kind of gravitating off of neck and upper trap issues, the population that deals with repetitive shoulder injuries or pain with overhead movements very well have an upper trap or scapular stabilization issue that's potentially at the root of the shoulder pain. So when we start talking about the upper trap, the main job the upper trap does is helps with scapular stabilization. Why is that important? Well, think about everything your arm does. Your shoulder and arm don't have a fixed attachment to your trunk, your, pel your, your, your torso. It doesn't have something that directly articulates with our spine. If you look at our hips, our other ball and socket joint, the hip articulates, it directly connects with our pelvis that is virtually directly connected to the spine. So you can see that these large bones have a foundational control that attaches to the spine itself. When you go to the shoulder joint, another ball and socket, that's what makes this a little more difficult, is the shoulder joint isn't attaching to something fixed. It's attaching to a shoulder blade, which has full movement in all kinds of directions on top of the rib cage. Some people out there like to look at the scapulothoracic as a potential joint. It really isn't. It's just 
bones that are near each other that move over top of one another. So when we start thinking about shoulder control and scapular control, the trapezius muscle is a huge player when it comes to that. Mainly the upper trap, the upper portion that tends to be most problematic for people is mainly involved with upper shoulder blade rotation. So anytime I reach overhead to get something, one third of my movement to reach overhead to get something is coming from that shoulder blade upwardly rotating. If that shoulder blade does not upwardly rotate the amount it needs to or do it in the right timing pattern with the shoulder joint muscles, you will deal with impingement, rotator cuff irritation, and perpetual shoulder pain due to that fact alone. Another thing I think that also affects a lot of people with this shoulder blade stabilization would be anything weight-bearing. So if I'm in a push-up position or I'm doing anything where there's more weight through my arms than just a free weight would be, there becomes a larger demand on stabilization of the scapula. And because it's challenging sometimes on our wrists, sometimes on our elbows, weight-bearing based things like push-ups, planks, things of that nature where we're actually putting body weight through our arms and shoulders becomes less desirable. Looking at more free weight band stuff is easier on the shoulders. It's also much easier on the scapular stabilizers. That's why those exercises are typically preferred. However, with upper trap tightness, stretching is a common thing people talk about, right? I mean, all oh, my upper traps are so tight. This neck tension is so tight. Sometimes that tightness can also result in some nerve irritation in the hands. And all these things from a patient perspective goes back to excessive tightness, stress. If I could just have a little bit less stress in my life, if I could finally get these muscles to release, to relax, then I'd be feeling much better overall. But the real problem I personally think is not a tightness issue in the upper trap. It's a weakness issue in the upper trap. Over the years, I've started asking patients this very basic question that have either complained to me about tightness in their upper traps or have complained about neck and shoulder discomfort. I'll usually ask them, how often do you strengthen your upper traps? And have you ever noticed them hurting when you're strengthening them? And almost every single patient I've ever asked this question over the last two to three years has said to me, I've never done anything in the last few years to strengthen my upper traps because I'd figure that just makes the tightness worse. So if we're looking at people that are complaining of tightness constantly, but they're doing nothing strength wise, is it really tight or is it so weak that it's just constantly in a state of guarding because there's nothing else it can do to help do its job? And I think that's the disconnect most people with upper trap tightness get is they don't fully grasp the reason the muscle is so tight guarded up is because it's taxed out to the max. It can't do more than it currently is. So it's just in a perpetual state of guarding to try to do the best job it potentially can. And I have seen a lot of my neck upper trap patients that when we get into more scapular strengthening exercises like rows, pull downs, even shoulder shrugs or farmer carries, things that aren't going to be causing a ton of movement, but we have to stabilize the shoulder blade for a certain period of time, definitely start to notice less overall tightness in the upper trap. I also feel that with the muscle just below the upper trap, the middle trap, because of our posture being so forward rounded shoulders, sitting at desk, looking at our phones, reading books, getting on the computer throughout the day, that we also tend to see a severe weakness in that region just below the upper trap. 
So if the area that's supposed to assist the upper trap with upward rotation and scapular stabilization is weaker than all get out, and your upper trap is just barely hanging on, it's going to constantly stay guarded because its support muscles right next to it aren't doing their job either. So another benefit to look at rows and other mid-back strengthening exercises is those are all going to be muscles that help support the upper trap with its job of scapular stabilization. One thing also to think about if you're dealing with bilateral tightness, so not just one of your upper traps feeling tight, but both sides of the neck are feeling very tight and stiff. If both upper traps are tight and engaged at the same time, due to their attachment zone on your neck, it causes cervical extension. Now, it's not going to be a blatantly obvious extension. Your head's not going to be pointing up at the ceiling because the upper traps are guarded. It's not that drastic. But it could be just a few more degrees than what your neck likes to be placed at. If you're in a persistent extension position in the neck, we tend to load our facet joints, which are the movement joints in the neck, a little bit more than they'd like to. Typically for the spine, the majority of the weight of our spine should sit through the, uh, the body, the vertebral body, which is where our discs are located at. The reason there is a squishy disc in between your vertebral bodies of your spine is that's where the most part of your weight should go through. So the weight of your head should primarily be through the vertebral bodies, the largest part of the vertebrae, with the cushioning agent in between. If we get more to an extended neck, that will shift a little bit of the weight from the vertebral bodies to more the facet joints. The facet joints are the ones that actually cause movement of your neck, as well as what sits right in between facet joints and your vertebral body. It is your foramen. And the foramen is a fancy name for a little hole in the bone. And these little holes are where your nerves exit the neck at. So if I have, let's say, a little bit of disc breakdown, which is totally a common thing we have with life, as well as bilateral tightness in my upper traps, now I've got a little bit more extension in the neck, which means the weight distribution is not so full in the vertebral body. It's more now getting to the facet joint and also subsequently crossing over near where those nerves exit your neck. So sometimes you can see some hand numbness or finger tingling if you have certain nerves getting a little bit more irritation to them from that weight distribution shifted different in the neck. So I have seen patients with upper trap tightness on both sides also experience a little bit of nerve irritation in their fingertips. That is all due to the miss or malpositioning of the neck, which results in a little bit more pressure over the nerves, which gives you some hand symptoms. If we go back to proper cervical posture, proper scapular stability and strength, as well as strengthening the upper traps, we should have a noticeable decrease in altered cervical positioning, the position your neck and head get in, as well as improved symptoms in the hand and pain rating in the neck. Most people that I see that don't have severe structural pathology in their neck, they don't have major problems in their neck, there's no severe stenosis, there's no severe disc breakdown, there's you know no other problems that would cause nerve irritation in the neck other than just muscle tension, tend to do really good with back strengthening. Getting the back stronger will naturally shift your posture to where you need it to be. I think part of the reason our posture is so terrible nowadays is partly due to the ergonomics of where we're working, 
but it's also the demands we have on our back muscles. I mean, you think about it, what the hell do you use your back muscles for anymore if you're not targeting strengthening your back? Do we lift? Do we carry? I mean, some jobs have laborious activity to it, and those probably have a lot less neck injuries because their backs are stronger. But if you look at the vast majority of desk or sedentary-based jobs, there's probably very minimal everyday life stuff that's going to make them have to work back strength. And even if there are lifting tasks that require back strength, many people don't care to strengthen their backs as they just don't think to do that. They just deal with pain and injury occurring every so often and that, that comes and goes, and they just live with it. Uh, but really, getting your back stronger not only helps fix this upper trap issue, but it's also going to improve posture and reduce future degeneration of your neck. So there's a lot of benefits to looking at strengthening the mid-back as well as the upper traps. So just because your upper traps are tight and just because you got pain in your neck doesn't mean you can't strengthen these muscles around it. I find that two weeks is a fair time period after an injury to kind of rest, take things easily, and let some healing occur. If you've been dealing with tightness in your upper traps, neck pain, or shoulder pain for more than two weeks that hasn't gone away with just rest and recover, it's time to get your ass back in the game and you got to start looking at some basic shoulder blade squeezes, look at some basic shoulder blade rolls, so some shoulder rolls. Your shoulders are going to come forward up near the ears, back and down, and we work that circle 10-15 times until you start to feel some muscular control of the shoulder blades. Once you can kind of feel some muscle controls, elevating the shoulder blades, pushing the shoulder blades down, squeezing them back together, rounding forward, rotating upwards with a reach overhead, rotating downwards with a reach behind you as if you're going to reach for something in your back pocket. Once you can feel the control of the shoulder blade with the muscles doing their job, then you can look at adding some external resistance. I would start with a light to median band, rows, pull downs, overhead reaches, all those things with a light band resistance. If that is tolerated, fine. Let's look at some free weight exercises with similar movements. If we're going to do a row or some other back strengthening exercise with a free weight, we've got to place ourselves either face down or on an exercise bench at an angle down so that we add some gravity resistance. I would also strongly recommend using some free weights with some upper trap squeezes, so kind of just shoulder shrugs going up and down. If you notice some increasing discomfort at the top of the squeeze, then don't go that high with it. Sometimes if we engage half the amount of scapular elevation that we can do, it will give you the muscle strength, but it won't give you the position that might be a little irritating to some nerves coming out of your neck. Um, I would also look at farmer carries. So farmer carries is a really underutilized exercise for upper traps. All you have to do for a farmer carry is get a weight of some substance. You know, let's say you start with a five or a 10 pound free weight in each hand, progress it to 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, whatever you feel comfortable with. And while holding the weights in your hands by your sides, all you're gonna do is let your shoulder blades come down and back and engage the mid back, as well as a little bit of the upper trap and just hold that position and walk with those weights in your hand. You will feel your back and shoulder muscles really work hard with this farmer carry. And the thing that's great about farmer carries is we're not putting our shoulder and neck in a position of impingement. So it's not gonna cause any joint issues. It shouldn't cause any nerve issues. It should just be a solid muscle engagement stabilization activity. Think about that these upper trap and other back muscles are primarily involved with posture. Any muscle that's involved with postural control needs to be able to activate for a long duration of time. 
So when you train these muscles, think less about how many reps can I do and think about how long can I hold each rep for. So rows, pull downs, some of these shoulder shrugs we're talking about, we're gonna hold it for three to five seconds and then slowly relax out of it. It's not doing 15 reps as quick as you can. These are postural stabilizing muscles and that's what you need to train them to do is hold a posture for a period of time that's more length than you would necessarily want to do on your own. In two to four weeks of doing these exercises for your neck and back, you should notice a decrease in resting tension in the upper traps, which will also reduce neck pain because your structural support is stronger and it can hold positions longer. So reverse train of thought for today. Tightness in your upper traps, neck pain affiliated with upper trap tightness, potentially some tingling in both your fingers. Don't shy away from strengthening the upper trap. Rows, shrugs, farmer carries, all that stuff is really good to strengthen the neck and the mid-back. I hope that is a helpful piece of advice for all my neck and tight upper trap people out there. Uh, it's one that people never really get told to do. They just kind of get told to stretch the muscle and over time it will eventually lengthen. Um, I've just seen over the years that not be a effective route for everybody and I have found that getting some back strengthening really improves that resting tone of the neck a lot better. Um, I hope this one's a good one for everybody. Getting ready, uh, getting ready for some Friendsgiving this weekend so that should be a fun weekend for me. Uh, I hope everybody has a good rest of your November. Enjoy Thanksgiving next week if I don't talk to you before then. Stay happy, stay healthy, and keep moving out there, everybody. Take care.